Good day, Galaxy. Rogue Squadron Podcast here. Execute episode 66. This is what it is happening. Oh. <laughs> I am I am Mopar. I am Commander Cody. And we have a special episode today. We have a special guest. We're excited. Uh, we are going to get into it. Today, we are actually skipping our beer review. I know. Fuck me, right? Ugh. And then... <laughs> no, it's we crazy, have, but we have a guest on the opposite side of the country, so it's hard to it's hard to coordinate that stuff. One and two, fuck it. So <laughs> we are excited to have our guest Danny Beck on. He is an artist. He is a bunch of it. We're gonna get into this. So let's start it. The time has come. Execute order sixty six. Yes, my lord. Danny Beck. Hello. Hello. Can you hear and see us? Yeah, can you hear me? Yes, I like your collection, man. Oh, thanks. Holy (laughs) shit. I'm still working on mine, which you probably can't even see right now, but damn. Oh, yeah. It's years of of work and too much money. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right, guys. We've got a special guest today. Uh, We want to thank Mr. Danny Beck for joining us. I'm gonna let him talk about his background. Uh, he's he's done a lot of cool stuff, and you'll you'll get you guys. Wow, I can talk sometimes. Uh, <laughs> you guys will understand why we we have him on here. Uh, we're excited to have him on. So, uh, without further ado, <laughs> Mr. Danny Beck. Hello. <laughs> yeah, my name uh, my name is Danny Beck. I'm uh, an artist in the video game industry, illustrator. Uh, just all around artists, I guess. Been working in the games industry for about 13 years now, but you know, before that, I did illustration for children's books, and now now I'm working at a uh, Riot Games. I worked at Blizzard Entertainment and Ensemble Studios. But yeah, thank so God you said Blizzard. I <laughs> and I know you said you mentioned before when we were talking uh, that you didn't work specifically on um, StarCraft. No, no, you, I worked on, uh, I was a character artist on World of Warcraft. Oh, okay. Yeah. The, the StarCraft, cool. if you did anything with StarCraft, I'd come over there and <laughs> we'd be best Shake friends. Hand or something. <laughs> Hat on I, the know, ass. I know a lot of artists on StarCraft and a lot That's of guys awesome. that, that, are, uh, that work on that game. So that one was, of my best friends is, is uh, an artist on StarCraft. So. Oh, that's sweet. Awesome. That's well, so cool. Buy him a beer for me because I've spent oh, yeah. uh, endless hours on <laughs> the first one. I can't get into the second one, but the first one is just flawless. And it's one of those games I always go back to. I think they're going back and updating like uh, um, some of the graphics. Or is that? No, that was uh, it wasn't uh, StarCraft. That was Diablo. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Not personally StarCraft guy myself, but I was into Age of Empires for a while. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't get in. I can't do... um, uh, the RTS is it's a little too slow for me. Really? Yeah. That's uh, that's kind of what I got into first was I I didn't I didn't know like dungeon callers and anything existed. I just 
played StarCraft and then Age of Empires came around and now I, it's today and I can't remember anything else. So <laughs> Those were video games as far, as far as you knew it for a while, right? Right, yeah. right. That, that was about it. Yeah. That was the beginning. Um, so talk a little bit about how you got into the industry. How Where did you start off? Like when you were a kid, you, you drew like dicks on the walls of schools and stuff. That's how it started. And then it kind of grew into other stuff. I, I spent like, I spent all my time drawing when I was a kid. I was lucky that my mom uh, was a creative individual and she, she made sure that we all had what we needed to, uh, to be creative in our own ways. And um, I was always drawing Star Wars stuff. I mean, we had big old roll of butcher paper that we'd roll out across the floor with our Crayola markers and I'd be drawing ad-ads and whole scenes, um, you know, uh, you know, Star Wars scenes and stuff. But, you know, it just kind of, it was something that just made sense to me when I was, when I was growing up. And as I, you know, came up through high school and stuff, it just, uh, I started to see that I could actually make money doing it. And when, um, when that happened, I realized that was my path. That was where I wanted to go. So it was just a pure fluke that I even got into video games. I was trying to get into uh, uh, animation at the time. I was uh, talking to Don Bluth. Um, he was going to hire me and um, to to work on the Dragon's Lair movie. And you know, for I, I was hanging on to that for a little while, and it never happened because everybody do uh, 3D animation, and so he wanted to keep it traditional with 2D. So. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was just a, a friend of mine um, was going to North Carolina and uh, was like, I, "I already sent your work over to them. They love it. They want to. They want to hire you." And I, was like, I haven't even been to North Carolina before. <laughs> <laughs> so let me at least let me come out there and see it, you know. So they flew me out for an interview, and then yeah, I mean, uh, that's it, it. Really was just uh, by you know just a freak occurrence, and I was like, well. Can I? Do I still get to draw? And they're like, "Yeah, that's you know, that you'll be concept artist." So, um, it, it really was just—it wasn't something I had planned on doing, but it ended up being like a very, um, you know, fun path. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad I went went down that path. So, right, got that's your foot awesome. in the door. Sounds so like, cool. yeah, yeah. It really, <clears throat> like, really, like that's like um, starting off small is is usually really the way to go. You know, if you get try to aim at bigger companies, you know, unless you've got just a killer portfolio, it's going to be really tough to get in. Yeah. Um, and, and you learn to appreciate the bigger companies once you've, uh, you know, cut your teeth at the smaller shitty companies. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. They're not all, sh- no, I mean, I shouldn't say that, but they are, there's some good, uh, uh, a lot of good smaller companies, but that's usually like the best way to, to get your. It's like there's good and bad on every tier though, you know? Like regardless of either a huge company, indie company, major AAA company, you know. Oh yeah. Depending on who yeah. you're dealing with, like the they, way it's they organized. All, they all have their downfalls. Yeah. I mean, but they also have. I mean, they also have their pluses. You know, I like the the smaller companies because you you know you you have more of a responsibility, you have more of, um, uh, to show. But when you're in a bigger company. You sort of get you, you can get a little bit lost in in all the in everybody's work there. It's harder to stand out, you mm-hmm. know. So it's kind of like the empire. It, like it's hard <laughs> to stand out when you're working for the empire. No. You can be just a stormtrooper, or you can be the rebellion, right? And you know, actually, you know, make a difference on a project. Who wants a guy to, working in sanitation? Who wants to move up in there? Like all of your superiors are being choked to death <laughs> yeah, by <exactly>. Vader. <laughs> Did he use my bathroom? Force choke. The best spot to be is like assistant admiral. You never sit down any of the any of the higher ranking officers. Just just captain, captain yeah, Piet. 
don't think he'd ever attempt, uh, attempt to force choke Grand Moff Tarkin. I he wanted he, to. He he did ish in, a, in in one of the books. Yeah, he did. Oh, really? From across the galaxy, he was so ragingly ragingly mad at him. Uh, yeah, typical it, Vader. Fashion. It did happen. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so <clears throat> huge Star Wars fan. Yep. Good. Since we like to hear 77. that. Since seventy seven. Since seventy seven. Jealous of that. How old were you when the uh, when you saw the original? I was five years old, and I remember it like. Like it was yesterday. That's awesome. Uh, my my parents. I have a uh, three older brothers and a younger sister. My sister was just uh, just was just a little baby at the time. My mom dropped us off. I, I was living in Arizona at the time. I grew up in Arizona. That's where I was born and raised. And uh, yeah, she dropped us off at the Cine Capri in in Scottsdale, Arizona. And um, we waited in line for I, I don't even remember how long, but you know it was. Uh, we saw the movie. I was, you know, totally blown away. And when we came out, my mom was there waiting with our Burger King Star Wars posters. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so cool. I, and I, I mean, I, I, those have long since, you know, been destroyed and gone. But I, I you know, found some on eBay that I bought. And I've got hanging up over here. So can't you just draw your own? Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I could draw it in the in the cool, like funky, groovy, tech, like a uh, '70s style that the, that these things are in. So right, right. I'd love to, but the yeah. black light poster. I just want a black light Star Wars poster. <laughs> can we do that? That's amazing. They're, they're, they're practically velvet paintings. Yeah, <laughs> I actually have a couple of my father's old velvet. Black and white, or right. uh, not Star black Wars, light but black light could be. But you know, if you're no. tripping and not wait, depending <laughs> um, <clears throat> on what you had that day. So I'm actually <laughs> kind of confused. How big was the uh, was Episode Four when it came out? Like I feel like before Star Wars was this gigantic thing, people wouldn't be waiting in line for the first one. Like people don't know what it is. I'm not gonna go stand in line for Div- Divergent or whatever the hell that other movie was. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like, cause I've, I, no one cares. You That's know? Divergent though. I don't know. But yeah, I like the question. Yeah. So how, what was yeah, the anticipation was, like? I don't, you know, I don't remember how it got to be. It's like commercial. It's huge. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't remember ever seeing anything about it before it came out. And I just remember, just know that we went to go see it and Mm -hmm. we knew that it was big. And by the time we went to go see it, there was already, you know, lines around the building uh, to see it. So, wow. That's um, crazy, man. It must have had a Yeah, it was was a different time too. You know, we didn't, there's no internet, obviously. So it was like, how did those, how did word get out for something like that? You know, and um, yeah, I just, I don't remember. For a movie (laughs) of that magnitude and it being a sci-fi movie, yeah. Sci-fi, I, I assume, you know, the 70s weren't full of sci-fi films that were crazy successful. Um, Not successful. They were all weird and dark. and Right, <laughs> right, right. And maybe <laughs> what was uh, American Graffiti? That was George that was Lu- Lucas. Yeah. Lucas. So maybe they thought, okay, well, he did well with this. Let's see what he can do, you know, in the sci-fi realm. Maybe that was part of the popularity. I don't know. It's a, it's a interesting uh, fathoming. It's com- yeah. just completely different. It was different than anything else that was out. I mean, still I would is. Say also though, because yeah. you said there's no internet, so I like. I feel like people are more inclined to go see a movie. Yeah. Well, how do you do that? Sit on Facebook yeah. all day. You can't just. Hey, Star Wars is happening. <laughs> like, how, do you, how does that even work? Yeah, put it out through the holiday. I think I don't actually know. that's how it was. That's from house to house. <laughs> they just had people in stormtrooper costumes going down each block and just shouting at <laughs> the Empire. Hey, the Empire commands you to come watch see this. this movie. <laughs> so, <clears throat> let's talk about the Force Awakens because. 
people piss me off. Let's start there. <laughs> Let's start right there. People piss me off. <laughs> me too. <laughs> um, this will be great to get your perspective too, as someone that saw the original. Right. So, right. so go ahead, Mober. It's been criticized greatly, which is kind of weird because, well, the, at least that's what you hear. The the yeah. critics are are loud and they say, "Oh, we didn't like it," but it was the second best selling movie of all time ev- anywhere. It was the best selling in America, but world, I, it I missed think out. Avatar still has it, 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 which is outrageous. It doesn't make any sense. But. It's outrageous. But yeah. so for seeing the Force Awakens and and you saw Episode Four. How does it compare? What kind of build up? What were you you just talk a little bit? <laughs> <laughs> um well you know I, I'm I'm in one of I'm in the camp of like I liked it. I did. Um yeah, I mean I've got some of the episode seven figures up there. I, I did enjoy it, but I a movie for me, a movie that a Star Wars movie that it doesn't have George Lucas in it doesn't feel like a Star Wars movie, you know. And, and I, it, it was really tough to to reconcile that when I I mean I I went and saw the the marathon um, the night uh, the day before it came out. It was like twenty hours of Star Wars. It was all six movies leading up into the seventh one, and um, it was brutal. It was a brutal marathon. We started at one in the morning, and so that that had it even, you know, I mean, I've seen the movies, you know, hundreds of times and, you know, but seeing it right before the new ones made it even fresher in my mind. So it was almost like I get like a really direct comparison. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. It just, it just <clears throat> felt like, it felt like it was skewed really young, you know, and, and that's fine. It was JJ Abrams movie. It felt like a JJ Abrams movie in a lot of ways. Um, but it just, it, it couldn't capture that, that, that wonder and awe that I had. I mean, of course I was five years old when I saw it, the first, you know, episode four. Right. And so it was, that was just like bigger than anything I'd ever seen before. Mm-hmm. So trying to, to, you know, keep that frame of mind going into episode seven was tough because I already had all these, you know, ideas of what I was hoping to see and what I, you know, so it, it I, I enjoyed it. I just, I'm not, I wasn't like blown away by it. It's still, I've watched it a couple of times since the DVD came out, and um, it's still just kind of... It's not yeah, getting it's, better it's, and better every time you watch it? No, I mean, I definitely... Yeah, it is for us. God, I think the, char- the characters are the biggest thing for me. I think they did great casting, and they build upon yes. the characters quite a bit better than the prequels. Um, it's very similar to uh, the originals how they it's just very very strong core characters yep and the yep. relationships is basically what it's about it's not really about all the shit that's happening it's about these these characters that are in this universe that we don't know about but how we can relate to them yeah yeah and they're going through different struggles and stuff so which i is, thought they did great just, with that yeah yeah which is what you know the the you know the new hope was you know the exact same thing um and i definitely i i I still don't care as much about Finn's character. I definitely, after seeing it a couple more times, um, I like Ray's character a lot more. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I, I really get that Luke, young Luke Skywalker vibe, you know, on Tatooine, and right. um, and and she really does have just a cool presence in throughout the whole movie, you know. So I can't wait to see what she's what she's going to do in the next one, especially with Luke Skywalker. The cool you thing know, about Finn. Is sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. The cool thing no, about no, Finn is like, like, we don't. They didn't give us everything yet. 
So yeah. I can't say that I love Finn yet, but it's cool because they didn't try to squeeze an entire character's story into one movie. Because they don't have to. Right, because they Cause know they're, they're, <clears throat> that there's three going to come out and that they have time to kind of develop it like that. Yeah. Well, I liked Finn more and more after I watched the the bonus features, the special features on, yeah. the, on the Blu-ray. Yes. Because sure. it was interesting <clears throat> that JJ was saying, you know, we wanted to... Wow, I wrote it here. Uh, he wanted to pull a, a hero from the faceless troops of the Empire. Mm-hmm. You know, and he wanted to make people realize, you know, there are people behind those masks. And that's yeah. kind of the first scene that you see. All these troops are running around just murdering people. And then you're just like, wait, this one is like hesitating. Yeah. Like, why? Yeah. You just, you automatically see everyone looks the same. Everyone has the same mask. Everyone follows orders. And you just, you kind of have that, uh, it's like an automation. Like they're yeah. just, and then it's, it's you, when system. you pull it off, he pulls off his mask. You're like, oh my God, he's an actual human. Like yeah. it, it all of a sudden becomes real. <laughs> yeah. And then he becomes a hero pulled from the, the, the faceless ranks of the empire. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, I, I like that idea. Now his character was not as strong as I would like it to be, but I mean, he was the funniest character in the, in the movie. I thought other than BB eight, I loved him. Yeah. Oh, BB eight. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and it, it occurred to me too. Like I was, I was thinking, I'm like, why is? I mean, obviously, BB-8. They want to showcase him and um, uh, get him out there, and you know, R2D2's asleep the whole movie, and then suddenly wakes up, and it's like, oh, that's why, because they don't want R2D2 to steal the show from everybody. Loves R2, so let's let's you know showcase BB-8 and. Um, but I, I thoroughly enjoyed him. Uh, you know, I love the BB-8, uh, the droid and everything. And, and C-3PO is annoying as always. But <laughs> yeah, uh, I love how they brought him in. The first goodness right in front of, <laughs> yes. of like, perfect. Yeah, exactly. That is C-3PO like, perfect. Yes. Cementing his yes. annoying behavior, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I think it was necessary for them to focus on a new character like BB-8, though, because it was... In the Star Wars universe, you got you look at C-3PO and R2-D2, and that's ancient technology. That shit is 70, mm. 80 years old. That shit shouldn't even be working anymore. <laughs> like, they have R-8s by that time. R2-D2 should be just rusted up and yeah. on Tatooine being used as a fucking salad bowl. Like, <laughs> that, he shouldn't exist. But because they were such lovable characters, you can't get rid of them. Of course. But at least you, they, they have BB-8 that you can, oh, now let's let's take a little bit more of my love and put it on the BB-8 yeah. the way, you know, and just kind of push, push the other they, two away yeah. a little further away. So yeah, I I'd think like they to see, that. I want to see a little bit more like BB-8's badassness, if that's a word. <laughs> um, it's, <laughs> it, but it's like, you know, it's C-3PO. I mean, R2-D2 was, is, you know, saving everyone's asses, you yeah. know, all the damn time. And yeah. BB-8, he's just kind of there. He's got the plans. That's, that's, that's it. He's not, he's not an astromech. He's not really, you know, uh, fixing anything. I didn't want to know what he, what kind of a droid he's actually supposed to be. He's a scout like, droid, I think. I thought he was an astromech. No, he's because he does go in the X-wing. Like he does he even play yeah. the same kind of role. Yeah, I'm looking it up. Was. It might be different. Though, you know? <laughs> I'm looking it up. Uh, that's why also, we have unlimited information in our hands true, at all, yes. all times. So yes. the um, and I'm curious of what the BB moniker means. That stands for a something. Skittish loyal astromech. So you're so, right. All right. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Right. I mean, I knew he popped right into Poe's X-Wing, so I knew he was similar. Right. Wow. So it's on Poe, by the way. Yeah. I get I get mixed feelings on him. What do you think about I, I don't, you like Poe? I, I, I thought, I think, I don't know. That, that's part of like, there's so much. <laughs> You're really stressed like, about Poe Dameron. I, I have a problem with like some of the uh, the dynamics between the characters. Like, 
Um, I just that that conversation when when Finn breaks Poe out of the Star Destroyer and they're flying the, the TIE fighter, like there's just something about that that conversation, that dialogue that you know that they have. It just seems For, it's, it, felt know, it's, it doesn't feel like Star Wars to me. It feels like you know, um, like a, a I, I can't even think of something else, like a, a good analogy for it. But it just didn't feel. Prequels? It felt like rock and roll or something. <laughs> I have no clue what the hell that means. <laughs> yeah, I felt like they're like they're the way they're excited and they're talking about it and they're like, "Hey, right on! My name's Finn. Well, you know, or like FN two one eight seven. I don't like it. I'm going to call you Finn. All right, right. That's cool. Right on. I like that name. It's just that whole. I see. It was kind of sudden, but I felt like it was. Poe got captured by fucking Kylo Ren and he might have died. Finn disobeyed his orders directly and might have been might have been killed. So I feel like they were they both just found each other at this perfect time and they were like, shit, we're barely about to make it out of here. We might as well, you know, do our best to escape yeah. and yeah. become best friends. And <laughs> right. That, their relationship was set up. Still alive. Their, their relationship yeah, exactly. was set up right when he he broke him out. And they, they went into that side thing and talked for the first time. Yeah. I, you need a pilot. I need a pilot. And he's like, we're going to do, do this. this. I'm like, yeah. already set up. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. So but I, I do agree with your your analogy on the conversation inside the TIE fighter. I kind of, yeah. I couldn't, I, I agree. And I don't know what else to call it. The Whatever you said, the rockabilly <laughs> li- lyric, <laughs> lyrics of, but no, I, I, I do agree. And there's, there's a couple other scenes that it's something about it that it just, it just me the wrong way. It's just like yeah. I, I can't put my finger on it, but that's fucking weird. Yeah, <laughs> I love when Finn freaks out after Poe says that droid has a map to Luke Skywalker. It's like you gotta be kidding me! <laughs> like Luke is a myth by now. Everyone thinks he's dead, but they might have heard of him at some point in some history book. And now his the guy that he just helped escape is trying to hunt down some legend that doesn't even that it might not even be real. But and I, I love I love how they all kept wanting to go back to Jakku like everybody's just like <laughs> he was, was like, that's the ongoing joke back? like yeah. come on <laughs> that's scrapyard yes thank you scrapyard yes thank you <laughs> yeah um favorite character in Star Wars Darth Vader done all right shut it down that's all we needed that was perfect that was all, the right all led up to that point <laughs> that was the right answer that's a good answer so do you now after we uh after we give ours, I kind of want to know, are you yeah. into the expanded universe and stuff? Or are you kind of like a movie-focused guy? I'm a movie-focused guy. Like, okay. I don't... I read Splinter of the Mind's Eye way back in the probably late 70s, early 80s. Okay. Um, I, just before Jedi... Or before Empire Strikes Back came out. Uh, but I don't I don't really read any of the comic books. I don't read any of the novels. Um, okay. For me, I mean, because it's just... I'm just a very visual kind of person. I'd rather watching it and seeing it. Yeah trying to read it and figure out what these things look like. And actually, we, we're huge Expanded Universe. We do like the the, the novels. Yeah. And uh, 100% of it, I think, is the stories in the novels are so much better. Like, it's the, the, mm. the films are, uh, it's a simple you know, okay, those are the bad guys. These are the good guys. These guys have to beat them. And it's like, this is the, the journey. But the the novels really dig into like what's going on underneath everything, and I love it. And the turmoil yeah. inside the the characters and the, oh, the shaping even... of the galaxy happens in the novels, and that's why we like it. Yeah. yeah. But before we move on, we I posted a thing on Twitter, and I told I said, "What do you prefer in the Star Wars universe? How do you?" 
prefer to like take in your Star Wars and I put movies, the books, the games, and the comics or something. And overwhelmingly, not even close, it was like 90% movies. Yeah. So really, even with all, I mean, what, what is there? Probably 200 some Star Wars novels. You could pick Jeez. whatever. The, oh yeah, there's that's 200, two, maybe 250 yeah. nowadays. So you could I just pick, you could pick a character. C-3PO. There's probably 10 books about C-3PO and what he does. And, and a giant Wikipedia article that you can read. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but that's the, that's the wonderful thing about that universe. Yeah. You can go wherever you want to go. Yeah. Um, it's, <clears throat> it's, it, and, that's, and that's kind of why I, I think I, I, I avoid them is because it's... Um, because it does make it so much bigger. And I, I do like just these characters. I love Han Solo and Luke Skywalker. I love Darth Vader and, you know, Obi-Wan. I love the, the main characters. And that's, um, those are the ones I grew up with and, and you know, that yeah. I love. And I'm used to, to hearing about and knowing about. But right. you get into their backstories, like, even further back. And I'm like, well, if George Lucas didn't write it, I don't think it's really official. But that's, I mean... But that's not even the right, you know, perspective to have because, you know, look what he did with the prequels. <laughs> right, so right. Like, you know, uh, yeah. even those are, you know, he, it is daunting he wrote it. to try to think of all that stuff, too. Yeah. It's like, if yeah. I want to be a fan, I have to commit hours to, like, to knowing all this stuff or reading yeah, it or and, watching it and, or whatever. I And I mean, like, I don't... I know a lot about like the main characters and, and the main movies and stuff, but once you get into the expanded universe and um, the novelizations and stuff, and I, I get I get lost, and it get, becomes even more like um, daunting and, mm-hmm. and uh, discouraging to even try to get into it because there's so much more, and and now it's you know it is considered canon, so it's like, well, where do I even start now? <laughs> I'm yeah. like so behind. That it's tried. It depends on the one, the author and the book series, because some yes. of them, even if you're the biggest Star Wars fan, it'll they'll just be like, oh yeah, and then he grabbed a DC 1085 and they went around the vibe. Yeah. Vid- I was just like, I gotta look all at this entire sentence. It's gonna take me a half hour to look up. Like I don't know what the yeah. fuck. I gotta that go is. to a technical manual to see what this piece <laughs> of equipment is. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. It gets crazy. What are some of your What are some of your favorite? Like, what would you recommend as far as a uh, novel to start with? Dark Lord, The Rise of Darth Vader. If Darth Vader is your favorite, this is a okay. book that happens between episode three and four. And right. he's hunting down the rest of the Jedi that... Because some of the Jedi actually survive Order 66. They're on an oh. Outer Rim planet or they're not in war with, at that time. Yeah, I hope so. Um, I hope they did. So it's a very brutal book that talks about, one, Anakin getting used to the... To the um, the armor. <laughs> Here it is. Just so you know. Right on. Okay. It's uh, Anakin getting used to, to his new legs and all that shit. And him just kind of finding himself. Like, now he's a devil, basically. And, you know, he can walk into any room and everyone just shits themselves and lays in their own <laughs> shit. And they just don't know what to do. Like, what is that? He's a he's Satan. They don't even know. He's, it's a human a lot of the times. Well, a lot of people, they just call him, like, the, the dark stormtrooper. They don't know he's a Sith Lord and he can choke you with his uh, eyeballs. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but this is a very I, this is one of my favorite books because Darth Vader yeah. is one of my favorites um, and it still stays really relevant to what you like which is just in between the movies it's kind mm-hmm. of the story you miss between three and four so who are your favorites as far as I, yeah like just a, let's say who are your favorites origi- original trilogy who's your favorite character uh, Han <laughs> only original trilogy yes only original trilogy now and then we'll open it up <laughs> Mm. Chewy. <laughs> I've always loved Chewbacca, yeah. 
to be okay. <sighs> I've always loved Chewbacca. There's just like some like kindred thing between me and Chewbacca. I can't really explain it. You know Wookie. You can. You I know can what speak he's saying. Wookie. That's it. Though. <laughs> but that's it. Besides that, I don't. I don't have any idea. No, Vader's obviously awesome, but yeah. yeah. But for me, because you know we're younger, we came into Star Wars later on. Vader does more outside of the movies that I like than he does inside the movies. You know what mm. I mean? A lot more. Because especially like think of the lightsaber fights and like the force powers that he uses in the movies. He's kind of he's stumbling around sometimes. You know, he's like clunky and awkward. Yeah. So there's just a lot. He's much more of a badass outside of that. Well, let's 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 do a count. Darth Vader in the movies kills Obi Wan and the the. He uh, doesn't even kill Obi Wan though. Right, Obi Wan, and then he kills the. Uh, <laughs> Where are the plans? And then he chokes that guy right that on the Tantive Four. The yeah. first scene that you see. But outside yeah. of that, he kills like three Five of his, of three his, own, of his own captains. He kills the Emperor. <laughs> Dude, he, you don't see him actually be a murderous asshole, which he is in the books. Like, mm-hmm. he is raging. Yeah. And it's I, it, the I, violence I, is astounding in these books. Vader is just blind. He's like he's a uh, chained dog that's just being yeah. poked with a stick it, but with the Emperor. Even when he shows up on Hoth, like he still doesn't get a chance to to exercise his, you know, his fighting chops. Everyone's already gone. The you know, the Millennium <laughs> Falcon just takes off and right. well, you know. Right. All right. One of the big, big, right, right. biggest issues is we read a book like this and then we see that scene and it's just like, dude, Vader, you could have just reached out and grabbed the, <laughs> the Millennium Falcon with the force and pulled it down. And then just walked on there and killed everyone. Could like, because some of the stuff that he does in these books is just like, holy fuck. Yeah. What is happening? You never thought it was possible <laughs> before. Um, original trilogy only. I'm probably going to have to say Darth Vader also. Darth Vader? Yeah. It's hard not to choose him because that's that's what the story is. It's either Luke or it's the Skywalkers. But I don't like Luke in the original trilogy. Though. I know. Power converter. He's so whiny. <laughs> Uncle Owen. Now, if we move to. All six movies. All six, I think yeah. I w- I think I would say uh, Palpatine. I'd say Obi Wan, the Emperor. Obi Wan oh, yeah. is so relevant in all everything. It's true. Yeah. Obi Wan's cool. He does such a good job. Ewan McGregor does such a good job as as Obi Wan too. Uh, like, I want to see. I want to see more of of that character. Ewan McGregor is is Obi Wan. We should be getting yeah. it soon. I hope so. What do you mean? That's, He's the second a- of the anthology movies. Is Obi Wan? No. We got Rogue One and we got Obi-Wan. No, it's Han. Han. Han Solo. Han. Then. Oh, Obi-Wan's one of the rumored ones. My apologies. There, yeah, the rumor. Yeah, there's... there's that would be this, sick. My oh, bad. Oh, my God. He's, he wants to do it, too. That's yeah. what's so cool. He's excited to do it. And I don't, you know, I, I wouldn't say it's because his career is in, in you know, jeopardy Shambles. or anything. <laughs> <laughs> you know, tied forward or anything. It's. I think he he genuinely enjoyed doing this this prequels. He's both in in the Star Wars universe, well, in the movies, he's just the teacher throughout. You know, he teaches, other than episode one, where they they show his awkward and complains. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, he's going through the Queen's wardrobes in episode one, and we don't know why. There's not enough to sell here, (laughs) all raggedy ass. But outside of that, you know, two through six, he's the teacher. And it's that's just, and he's a solid teacher because he's he's the one that goes out there. You see him in the battlefield just doing stuff and it's cool he goes up against grievous single-handedly and that's awesome yeah and when we meet him he's a padawan too and that's i thought that was really cool to see his his uh, you know journey a little bit even if it's he's not the focus of it you know you still get to you know a sense of it so right 
Really, they could have just renamed Star Wars like The Skywalkers and they could have made it a reality series about Luke and I feel like that's exactly <laughs> what what Star Wars is, is a reality Keep, movies about the Skywalker about the family. Skywalkers. <laughs> Keeping up with Skywalkers. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Last episode. A little, a, little, a little less annoying though. Yeah. Um yeah, throughout the whole movies, man, Palpatine grows on me. He's so strong, he's so cunning. He basically, the prequels is basically about him deciding what he wants the galaxy to freaking do for him. He engineers the entire fall of the Republic. He builds the Empire. He almost has Luke turn to the dark side. If Dude, Anakin if he had didn't Luke, have second thoughts. Luke and Vader on leashes. Uh, it, the Emperor. <laughs> and then you get into the EU and he has Mara Jade. He's got all these assassins. Like, dude. Whew. And it's, he's strong himself. Like, if someone just stepped up, he'd have been like, nope. Cross the strongest done. Sith, pretty much, besides Vader. How, how about you, Paul? What is what, uh, now we're one through six favorite character? Is it, so it's Obi Wan or is it Obi? <sighs> Tough to choose, right? <laughs> There's all well. That's the one really, really cool thing about the prequels is they open it up so much. You see so many different worlds, so many different characters. Everyone's got a name. Full Jedi Council. Yeah, full Jedi Council. Everything, and there's so much to choose from. Because that's that's the good and the bad of the prequels. Because they were just shoving so much shit in there. But <laughs> if you if you're a true Star Wars fan, you could just pick that like who is Yaddle? Oh well, here's a whole fucking book about how retarded that and never stupid. Happened. I don't oh think yeah, that yeah, that never right. happened. Yeah, I'm not a big <laughs> fan of the one character they'd ever touch. <laughs> yeah, she's not getting her own book. Fuck that. <laughs> but uh, if if I had to open that's it up, I, I would probably say Obi Wan. I I love I, you know Obi-Wan. when I think the more I think about it, the more I like Qui Gon, and I yeah. like. He was such a cool character, and he actually tried to act in that movie. <laughs> he uh, tried to, but did he? <laughs> but I mean, like Qui Gon, he was a badass. I liked how he was, you know, um, uh, a, a bit of a rebel. You know, no pun intended. But um, you know, he didn't. He went against. You know, sort of broke the rules. Went against their. You know, the the council's wishes, and I like that. I like that about him. He's cool because, yeah, like you said, that's everyone's favorite he, thing. Yeah, well, he listens to the Force. He yes. doesn't listen to the Council. Yes. So that's uh, the that's the uh, complete and that simple turn to to that ideology makes him. Oh, that's just crazy old Qui Gon. No one knows what the what the hell he's gonna do because he listens to the Force. But that also makes me love Palpatine even more. He's like the Jedi have been confusing and confusing their relationship with the Force for thousands of years, and now it's at the point where. They don't know what the fuck's going on. Yeah, it's like a deluded religion. Like, people don't even yes. know what to believe in anymore. So they're just going to fall into obscurity, or I can step in, take control of everything. Wipe the slate clean. Yes. I like oh. it. Awesome. Palpatine. <laughs> awesome. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, we always... Uh, we need to open your... <clears throat> Star Wars cherry novel. <laughs> Novelization. Yeah, universe. So, yeah. yeah. In terms of favorites this. go, we... So there's a whole era called the Old Republic, and that's where we really, that's where we really uh, return to. Darth Revan and Darth Bane. We talk about them both of them all the time. There are probably our two favorite characters in all Star Wars. So in the timeline of the Star Wars universe, uh, Darth Bane happens a thousand years before the movies, and Darth Revan happens four thousand years. So it's like ancient Sith. Yeah. Um, and it's before. The Sith were just two. Like, there were hundreds and thousands of Sith around. Just it. like and there were for Jedi. Just yeah. like there are for uh, Jedis in the movies. So, it's, yeah. a, it's a unique time. It's a, it's a, And they're interesting characters. But, uh, yeah. Um, so, Batman versus Superman. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> so, are you, are you a big Batman fan? I'm 
um, I'm a Batman fan for sure. I'm not a huge Batman fan. I I, I don't never followed the comic books. I was always a Marvel comics kind of guy. Okay. Um, but um, I always enjoyed the Batman movies. You know, up to a certain point. <laughs> a certain point. Yes, we just did. Uh, I think the point in which you just you just watched. Yeah, yeah, we just did those commentaries for Batman Forever, Batman and Robin. Please, God. never again. It's fun. I've never audibly said I will never watch this movie again in my life. I said that for both of those. Yeah, <laughs> Batman and Robin and Batman Forever. Those were. It was a terror. That's like Batman Forever was like. It's the first time that like doing a show felt like work. God, <laughs> this was tough. I but think yes. Batman, Batman Forever is a little bit more tolerable, I think. But that's what uh, I thought. But then we watched it. <laughs> nothing happens. Like it's not because you don't have goofy ass Arnold as as Mister Freeze. But because nothing happens, it's just Val Kilmer deciding that he doesn't want to be Batman anymore. Yeah, out of nowhere, and Jim Carrey being Ace Ventura oh, with no. a green leotard on. Because what's her face? Christina Applegate was trying to get in bed with him, and he <laughs> finally Nicole Kidman. Yeah, Nicole Kidman was coming on. <laughs> whatever, whatever, whatever. One of the blonde ones. But yeah, she was just she she gave it up, and he's like, "Yeah, I want that instead of getting beat up all the time." So <laughs> Val Kilmer, he, so, he understood. Uh, yeah, so I I agree with the with the Marvel thing. I'm, I've been more of a Marvel fan for sure. So Batman vs Superman, what were your thoughts? How many times did you see it? How bad was it? How good was it? <laughs> it? It was. I saw it only the once. I do want to see it at least one more time. But I kind of want to wait till uh, the uh, uh, the DVDs come out for the the full version. You know, the director's cut, the R-rated version that's going to oh, be out. I am ex- yes. so excited for that. That's yeah, going to be fantastic. I, mean, I, I feel like that would probably be. A much better experience, like viewing experience, than mm-hmm. uh, uh, than the, the what they put out in the theaters. But I liked it. I liked it. I mean, I'm not a big Superman fan, and never have been. Agreed. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, of course, Batman. You know, that'll get me in the theaters. But um, it was enjoyable. You know, some of the stuff was a little uh, wonky. I, I didn't care for the the exposition on the. Um, you know the the Justice League, you know the Flash and Aquaman and stuff. I just they felt really forced, but I, I mean, I liked it. There was some really cool shit in that movie. <laughs> yeah, I actually really like because uh, they're going to be trying to push in, into what Marvel's doing, and they're going to be doing all right. Run a woman, Superman, Batman. We're going to bring them all together, and I liked how they introduced it that it wasn't just blaringly obvious. It was just like, oh, Bruce Wayne's doing so, his detective work, which Batman does, and oh, look at these files that I that I stole, and it's got these, like, four files of these guys, and he yeah. clicked on them, and he's just like, well, this is kind of weird. Anyways, let's go fuck Superman up. <laughs> but I, I, it wasn't... I I know what you're saying, but I thought it was all right. I mean, because they're, they're going to be pushing it forward regardless, so you have to put it in there, but... Yeah, well, I think we agree with the the Superman thing. Like he's just Not all powerful, can't die, can can destroy anything. Well, and... he did die, but yeah. He's Spoiler! <laughs> <laughs> he dies. It's been a month. He saw it. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> wait, what happened? Right. Yep. I don't know. <laughs> I, I had to go take Batman a pee. And Superman converged into one person. <laughs> no, I yeah, I've never been a fan of Superman. I'm waiting for some storyline to make me like him. But I'm also not like hunting for that because like I don't really care about Superman, right? Um, ben Affleck is Batman. Yeah, I love it. Yep, I, I totally dig it. I, there was the, the scene when uh, you know Batman is the cops are trying to to flush out Batman, 
He's just up there in the corner. Holy shit. Yes. And he like crawls out of there. That was actually like, yeah, that actually kind of, that was actually a little scary. It was because you, you still didn't get him in full focus. So it was like this black (laughs) shadow with like a face, barely a face. Just his that mouth. was so Woo. so well done. Yes. Like I want to see more of that Batman. That yes. that was just it blew me away. That made me a believer. Like I was like, all right, I like I like uh, Zack Schneider now. He's he's all right. Well, that, it was cool because <laughs> that's the first thing you see of Batman. Too. Well, right. Well, the cops are going in there and they try to break those one of the Hispanic ladies out, and they're like, no, 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 no. we're staying in here. In here. The devil's up, <laughs> the devil's upstairs. And of course, it's a movie, so the cops are like, well, let's go check out the devil upstairs. <laughs> so he walks up there, and they're looking around, and they're like, oh my god, and he almost shoots his buddy, his the other cop, and they're like, well, I didn't see anything. And they're like, oh shit, what is that? Yeah. Oh my yeah, god, and such a good scene. That I like love that. crawl fly thing that he runs out. Oh my god, <laughs> loved yeah. it, absolutely loved it. That like, and him on top of that crane with a sniper rifle. And the whole scene when he infiltrates and saves Superman's mom, those three scenes, I was like, that's all I needed, really. The whole yeah. that, that made the, the entire movie, if I just saw those three scenes, would have been fine. I absolutely <laughs> love that he got the fuck out of the way when Doomsday was there. He's like, yep, nope. And then he just like yes. got the hell out of there because he's he's just a guy. Yeah, and he yeah. realizes that. All it these was, other people are like demigods yes. and like superheroes. I just have a rubber suit on. Fuck that. That was one of the best, that was one of the best parts, I think, too, is like they showed that he knew better than to start fucking around with Doomsday. The only thing he, he, he <laughs> when he had his uh, his kryptonite gun reloaded, he stepped up and that shot with all three of them standing there. I thought that was pretty cool. But other yeah. than that, he was not trying to get in the way. It's, Which I, it's it was a, cool. It was it a darker movie. Dark movie. I liked. Uh, I liked. Um, what was you? What was your thoughts on? Uh, oh my god! Why can't I think? Wonder Woman. No. Doomsday. Yeah. Like, no. Black Luther. Yes. <laughs> Lex oh, Luthor. Annoying. Really? Annoying. Mm. Yeah. It grew on I mean, me. I just, I mean, it's just because I'm so used to like a different uh, idea of what Lex, Lu- of who Lex Luthor is and, you know, the type of character he is. Um, I thought he, I mean, I thought it was good. It, it was fine, but it was just, it got a little bit uh, annoying, a little hacky at times with the do way you, he was overdoing it. Do you think it was just because he was playing a young Lex Luthor? Like he wasn't full-on smart Lex Luthor yet? Because that's kind of what we see right at the end. He shaves his head, and he kind of looks way more determined and kind of knows what he wants now. Before, you're just like, oh, bringing people together. (laughs) Just like, (laughs) stop talking and let Batman and Superman do their thing. But... Yeah, I love yeah, him. I mean, and- it, it might be. It might be a little bit of that. I mean, I mean, it could be just that they're trying to make it more, uh, you know, current. Yeah. Uh, with with that sort of you know Mark Zuckerberg, you know Tom that- from MySpace sort of. Yeah, that was my <laughs> thought. It's like I don't even know about Lex Luthor, but it's 2016, and if you think about a billionaire with a crazy ass tech yeah. company, what, what, that's him. That, yeah, that's who. That's what he did. Yeah, I thought it was great. Yeah, just, I don't know if it's going to look as good in 20 years, but right. I thought it was like exactly for where we are right now. I thought it was perfect. It just it just felt a little caricatured to me. True, but, true. You know, I, f- I feel the way he he presented the himself was like he didn't make millions off like something. He like he made millions off of making Angry Birds, like the the <laughs> app, and that's what that's how quirky he he was. It was just like calm down, put your put your checkbook back in your pocket. You know, just shut up. Um, let's uh talk about what what you're doing now so where do you work and why 
I work right now. I am working at. I should say right now. I, I'm I'm working at Riot Games, uh, which is in West LA, Los Angeles. Great company. They did. I mean, they're you know well known for League of Legends. Um, oh wow! Yeah, a game. What the I, hell, man? I, that's huge. Yeah, League of Legends is. We're not PC gamers, but I know that the game is huge. Yeah, I'm. I'm pretty much just a PC g- gamer. I mean, I have uh, Xbox. Uh, all the all the xboxes xboxes um but but yeah so it's a um i can't say what i'm working on right now but in in august uh you'll see um but uh can't talk about it until august no he's gonna tell us right now you will <laughs> you, you will tell us what you were you were working on <laughs> you better drop it on this podcast that'd be sweet Oh, I wish I could. You I wish can't. I could. NDAs um, and all I can't that. Wait to, I can't wait to, to tell everybody and to show everybody. It's it's really freaking cool. Can, can, you, can, you, can it... you not tell anyone because you're working with uh, Disney? They won't let you? No. Fuck. No. <laughs> wait, no, you can't tell anyone because you're working with Disney? Or no, you're not working with Disney? <laughs> no. <laughs> all right. Can you give us one hint? Is it part of a already existing universe of some type? You don't have to say what it is, but is it part of a universe that we know? He said, sure. Sure? Sure? <laughs> All right, cool. So something exists. All Woo-hoo! right, cool. All right. Um, you heard it first. Star Wars game by Danny Beck. <laughs> Confirmed. <laughs> so what? you're a um, concept artist. Uh, at, at Riot, I am um, uh, an artist slash illustrator. Okay. Uh, um. Uh, at Blizzard, I was concept artist. At Ensemble Studios, I was concept artist. Um, actually, all the the, um, the jobs I've had before were just pretty much strictly concept art. I do th- I can do 3D as well. Like uh, at Blizzard, you know, we had to do concept art, uh, 3D modeling, and texturing, and then you know get it in the game. So that wasn't that was nice because you know you had total ownership of the of, of your task from start to finish, and so. Um, so when the game comes out, you can point at it in game and say, yeah, I did that, you know, that particular character. And that was, that was cool. That was a really nice, uh, uh feeling, a nice, um, little bonus. So how much, how much freedom do you have? Like when, when you were doing concept art, do they tell you, you know, we want a character to be this and then you just kind of create it. Or is it just like, you know what, just start drawing shit and we're just going to pick the best. Sometimes you get that one. Sometimes you get it where they're just like, we're just open to ideas. Just come up with what whatever you want. Um, the this George is, Lucas I mean, prequels approach. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, you, we're given you're given a little bit of context. You know, some sort of uh, uh, information as to where this character might live, um, uh, what what its motivations might be, so on and so forth. And and you know, you sort of you know start developing ideas from that but you know but then you know on the flip side of that you do get very specific stuff as well like this is so-and-so's son or you know this this is a particular creature that we want you know that lives in the forest lives in the swamp you know so on and so forth so it needs to have all of this you know these uh um sort of uh traits mm-hmm. right um so you get like at blizzard uh we got a fair amount of uh freedom uh, to be creative, you still had to stay within the you know the World of Warcraft style, and that's usually the the case whenever you're working on uh, on, a, on a project like that. Um, you know, not it, it doesn't have to be you know as 
on point with the style when you're doing concept, but when you're do it, making the models and the textures and everything, then that has to be, you know, because it, it's going in the game and it needs to, to, to blend. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, at Riot, it's very, uh, you know, I've got a lot of freedom uh, to be creative. You know, the project I, that, that I was brought on for, um, uh, they, they basically, it was a clean slate and they're like, just want you to do your style, you know, whatever you're, what you're happy with. Um, it's going to be a fun style and just, you know, do your thing. And so that was, that's nice. It's always a, a always a, uh, you know, it's, it's nice to hear that. Cause then you just, you, it, it, open, it opens you up and you get like, excited about what you're working on and you can do you know a lot more right there's no limits you're not you're not limited to yeah. what you yeah just think yeah, of whatever I, yeah before i before i've been at riot now for about a for just over a year and uh before that i i mean i was uh working on my uh my own little children's book and um i was doing that for about two years working from home doing freelance stuff um and then i i just happened to know um, the recruiter who was at Blizzard and then went to Riot. There were a lot of uh, a lot of Riot, uh, Blizzard people that went to Riot, and so uh, one of the recruiters I kept in touch with, and he contacted me one day and is like, you know, how's the freelance stuff going? Are you still, you know, still wanting to do that? Because we have something that we, you know, we'd like you to come work on. So, you know, I was I was like, all right, I'll come talk to them and. Uh, I did and loved the the studio and loved the team that I was, you know, interviewing with. And um, yeah, so I took the job and went back to work. Nice. Very cool. Can you, just before we leave that topic, I know you can't give much away. Can you tell us what platform your secret <laughs> project is going to be released on? I can't because it's, it's, it's very a, specific and it's... It's, it's a film. Once, yeah, if I, if, I give away, if I give away even the, the platform, uh, then... That's that's pretty much the game. Like, so it's, it's tough to even. Yeah, it's it's tough to to, to rotary not talk phone about. only. Rotary. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Great. It's a little flip book. You have to like. <laughs> um, now you you were working on WoW for a while, and I know that there is a WoW uh, movie coming out. Yeah. yeah. Will Work. we see any of your characters that you made in the movie? No, because I think this doesn't. I, I I went to work on uh, Wrath of the Lich King and Cataclysm. I I came in at the very tail end of, of Lich King, and then uh, most of my stuff is in uh, Cataclysm, and some of it is in Mists of Pandaria. Um, so this movie isn't focusing on any of those uh, topics. So it's just focusing on you know the humans and orcs. Okay. So that. That's, that's sadly. I mean, I'll be surprised if I if there is something in there. But this was all like, essentially, you know, Warcraft at its uh, uh, at its origin. So, is it weird to? You said you came on at the tail end of that one expansion. Is it weird to come in while something's already in development and adapt? Like, does that kind of put restrictions on you, or was it pretty fluid? No, it's pretty fluid because it's it's the Warcraft style, you know, and it's uh, it. it it's pretty. I mean, the the subject matter changes a little bit, but it's still fantasy. It's sure. still the biggest. The, I think the biggest uh, uh, transition, uh, the trouble I had transitioning was from 
cataclysm to Mists of Pandaria because we went from very, you know, gritty dragons and orcs and stuff to pandas. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a huge and, jump. And it, was, and it was, you know, it's the Asian culture, too. So we had to do a lot of research, um, you know, uh, with the Chinese culture and, and their armor and their uh, weapons and stuff like that to, to get that sort of influence, that sort of vibe into it. So you you we had a, a, a narrower um, path to, to sort of go down instead of being. Um, wide open to just make cool stuff. <laughs> okay, <laughs> you had to be sure. very specific within that those the confines of that uh, you know Asian cultures. That's got to be pretty exciting though too. You know, if they just choose something like the the panda bears or the woolly bears, whatever the the bad <laughs> news bears. Um, <laughs> if they were just a, you know they choose that stuff and you're like, well, shit, what? I'll just go do some research. And I mean, do you is it literally just let's go online and search Chinese panda bear and then and then yeah. armor and then well, the history books like what i don't know i just talked a bunch <laughs> i'm just I, I talked out loud and i was thinking that'd be fun because i like to i like the research even that we do for this podcast you know i will go on google and search star wars and hit the news button it's just yeah. like oh my god look at all this shit that people are writing this is awesome let's talk Fan about theories it. <laughs> it's 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 tough because you know you you yeah, I mean, it was fun doing the, the research for it, um, you know, it, but you still have to, you have to be careful because everything still has to be approved. Like you can come up with some really cool ideas, but, you know, it might, it might be something that's offensive to their culture, even though, so it's, it's still, it's a, it becomes a little bit of a, a, a tightrope that you end up having mm, to walk yeah, yeah. Um, because they wanted to release Mr. <clears throat> um, Pandaria and World of Warcraft in China and they did. But, you know, uh, the Chinese government and their cultures have a lot of restrictions and, um, you know, they, but, but it's also so rich with, you know, uh, you know, all sorts of just cool stuff. And, you know, you, you kind of have to cherry pick a little bit what you want and, you know, and then you're told what you can and can't do. So, you know, it, it, get, it gets to be a little bit more of a process than just, you yeah, know. sure. Um, now your style of of uh, art, where do you get it from? Is it is there? Do you have like a, a favorite collection of artists that you like? <laughs> those guys are awesome. That's yes, kind of where I where I got my style from. What, inspiration. Like, inspiration from, yeah. is a good inspiration. word. I would I would say definitely inspiration. Um, style is is it's, it's funny because I just got an email um, from from a guy asking that same question because he's. Uh, looking to do a book of his own and you know it's fairly new to art and was asking about how does style thing happen and it's it's a very it's a tough question but it's also just a very organic process and um it's it's tough to go out and say this is what i want my style to be but because your hand sort of dictates otherwise you know you can see it in your head but what your hand puts down on paper you know it doesn't always uh uh, Translate going, properly, yeah. 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 So, um, but yeah, I mean, some of my biggest influences, I mean, it always have been a Brian Froud and, and uh, Don Bluth. Brian Froud was the uh, concept artist and illustrator on uh, uh, The Dark Crystal and Labyrinth, um, and uh, just a lot of amazing books about, you know, goblins and uh, trolls and stuff. Sure. And Don, Don Bluth, you know, who is, responsible for the secret of nam and um 
Anastasia and All Dogs Go to Heaven and stuff. Oh, okay. I'd, nice. And Dragon's Lair and Space Ace, which were my biggest, uh, which were my introduction. You know, I mean, I saw The Secret of Nim in movie theater back when I was a kid, but, you know, Dragon's Lair and Space Ace were the, the video games that solidified it for me. I was just like, that's just such a cool style. He's a little bit dark, he's a little bit twisted, but he's just got a neat style that stands out. And I try to just be inspired by that whenever I can because you don't want to copy it because you want your own voice you want to be doing your own stuff too but you right. want you need that inspiration at the same time right right you need that core but you want to put your own twist on it to make it yeah. to make it yours yeah so at oh shit I fucked it up alright here we go I got <laughs> it some pulled up. so as I was looking up if, if, say, if you guys <laughs> want to because uh, we're going to be posting the video of this here's a uh a sample of Danny's work, which I fucking <laughs> love. And it's cool because like even just this picture here, you you there's like certain stuff that's accentuated, but a lot of realistic touches in it. Like especially in like Garth's face. Like that is very accurate. But then his hair's like just outrageous and I love it. Um it's Garth Vader, by the Garth- way, for people that aren't watching. <laughs> so oh. Garth from <laughs> from Wayne's World with his flannel and Darth Vader robes. In there to really tie it back to like that's one thing when I do when I, I I don't I try not to do fan art very much. It's it's a slippery slope for me um, because I, I've got my own ideas and stuff that I want to be want to be working on. But every once in a while, I can't help but you know uh, want to do something just silly and funny like uh, yeah yeah. Fan art, and it's always, it's always, it's never like serious stuff. I, I can only do it as, as something silly and goofy. And, but the thing is, when I'm doing it, like I always have to have like the reference material there. Like I still want it to look right. Like I want Darth Vader's details, his costume details to be right. I want, you know, uh, uh, Garth Algar's uh, face to look right, his expression and what he's, what he wears, and incorporate that somehow. But yeah. for me, it has to look right. Like if I if I can't just fudge something, you know, and just sort of make it up, and I'm like, no, no, no I got to find out exactly what it looks right. like. Well, so. I love because you could have just simply put Darth Vader's body with Garth's head, but yeah. you clearly have. Garth always, it's 90s grunge. Garth always has flannel shirts on. So you yeah. visibly have a blue checkered flannel shirt in, like, implemented into Darth Vader's suit so well that you almost didn't realize it at first. I didn't until you said it's something. Like, but then you're like, like, wait, this is absolutely Garth Alcar. <laughs> I love it. Well, now you just got to make one with uh, Wayne as the emperor. I, you know, <laughs> I find a play on words for, for Wayne. Uh, um, then that the ties back into Star Wars somehow. I will. I mean, Garth. That's just it, it's sort that's of like Garth Vader because you can go both both ways. Fruit, so. Well, just do <laughs> you can uh, do Garth Vader and do Garth Bru- Algar. Do Bruce yeah, Wayne. Exactly. Do do Bruce Wayne in the Batman with uh, Wayne Wayne Campbell's head. Yeah, totally. Do it. Hurry up. <laughs> do it right now while you're on this. Come on. Okay, hold on. Let me get some <laughs> get some shit here. I know you got your stuff set up. Now, do you do you want to? plug your stuff at all or you don't want to or well i mean uh you know aside from like you know check out my instagram i mean that's where i i i I live the most is on my instagram which is just danny beck art um but uh you know at twitter i still don't understand twitter i i mean i've grown up with technology and 
all these different social medias, but that one, I just, it eludes me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it is a unique I, one. I, I still, I'll, I'll use it every once in a while, but, um, you know, I have, that's, it's, it's all pretty much just Danny Beck art. Um, and yep. then just my website is dannybeck.com. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm working on, on a cool new book called Monsters and Hamsters. That's, um, I just saw that. Know, yeah. Gonna hopefully gonna have that out, uh, later this year. Gonna self publish it. So, Oh, that's awesome. That's exciting, man. Thanks. Uh, And then, obviously, we're going to get a spoiler alert when you are allowed to release this new game. Yeah, that doesn't doesn't come out on a platform. You just have to find it. (laughs) No platform at all. It's all in the cloud. (laughs) (laughs) It's a platformless game that... um, You play by yourself in the closet. So. Yeah, it may, may not have art in it. It may not may or may not have characters in it. It may or may not be of a specific topic. There could be a story, <laughs> or there couldn't. I don't know. Can't say. <laughs> My lawyers told me no. <laughs> what? I don't I mean, know. I, I, yeah, no. I, it's definitely. I mean, I like I said, I cannot. It's. I understand. Yeah, I can't wait to. I can't wait to tell people. About it. That's awesome. That's a frustrating thing about those non-disclosure agreements. Yeah. <laughs> That's when you want to say everything, but you're not allowed. Yeah. Those pesky, pesky NDAs. Can't even say what letter it starts with. I, yeah. I mean. One, one out of 26. We I start was, guessing. I was trying to trick you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so obviously everyone listening right now has already gone to Danny Beck Art on Instagram and followed him. Um, for more awesomeness, dannybeck.com. Uh, we want to thank you. One. Okay. Wait, we forgot to cover one big topic before we even end right now. Do it. Fan theories about Uh-oh. The Force Awakens. Dude, well, Danny said before- he wanted to confirm and also crush various fan theories. Well, I just I'm I'm I I mean when the Rogue uh Rogue One's uh trailer came out, I was sick of hearing about um uh what's her name? Jin Urso. Jin, yeah, Urso. Um, being Ray's mother. That's that just, that's me so. <laughs> why that's is so everyone related? That's so yeah. like that's so irresponsible. Why is everyone related? It's and, a galaxy. You have hundreds of billions of people. Oh, they're all Skywalkers. It's confirmed. Like, no. did, you, did, did you guys see that that the news story about J.J. Uh, Abrams? Neither uh, basically saying that uh, Ray's mother or her parents. Weren't in episode seven. Yes. We were talking about that just before we started recording and commander was saying that he, he'd said it kind of out of context a little bit and he didn't mean that they weren't in the movie. They just weren't found out in that movie. I still feel like he kind of was like, they're not in the movie. Like the fact that Ray has parents is not in the movie. Oh no. He's saying the characters aren't in the movie. That's exactly what he's saying. I, I, I still think it's Luke. I, I, th- I hope it's Luke. I, I hope think it's not. Luke. I hope Dude, it's not. Dude, you gotta explain the lightsaber. If it's not Luke, then explain She's the lightsaber. She's the chosen one. She's Luke? a new chosen one. Luke is not just the chosen like Anakin. one. Well, so Anakin died. When Luke picked up the lightsaber. Darth Vader died. And as soon as Darth <laughs> Vader died, Rey was born. Because now it's out of balance. Now Snoke is probably still around. And Kylo went to the dark side. And they're like, well, something needs to happen. So the force was rebalancing itself, and so it's just like someone's 30? vagina's getting, you know, giving birth tomorrow. That Doesn't means, matter. That means Ray's thirty years old. She looks good. She looks nineteen-ish. <laughs> I don't know. What do you What do you think about Ray's uh, lineage? I, I I mean, honestly, I don't. I I don't care if 
she find if we know who her parents are, it doesn't matter. It just happened to be you know a story arc in in uh, you know an empire um, that that Vader was was Luke's father. I don't think it necessarily. I mean, we already know that uh, Kylo Ren's father was Han Solo, and well, he got run through. And we don't always have everyone's parents don't need to be in this movie. Right. <laughs> in these movies. I agree you with know, that. So yes. it would be a nice. <laughs> break we already have a, a family story going on now with with uh with leia and and kylo now um we don't need more family drama i, I mean i actually really really agree because um you know there's so <laughs> much other turmoil that, that could <laughs> that could be happening in the star wars universe why does everything have to be a daddy issue like shut up! Like, I agree. Yes. Can yes. there be another yes. conflict going on? Why is it always, you know, we're all orphans? Oh no! Who, who's who yeah. are we gonna? What are we gonna talk about about on Father's Day? She's like no, everyone, everyone's parents suck. I mean, because if yeah. Luke is is uh, uh, Ray's father, then he's a bad father. And, yeah, he dissed her when she was know. like seven. <laughs> Figure it out. <laughs> That's the entire Star Wars universe. Yep, just do something else. <laughs> yeah, that's all. your planet. Figure it out. <laughs> it just needs to be a parenting 101 book released in the Star Wars universe. That's like, what Jedi never get to know. Don't kill them. Feed them every once in a while. Drop them off on the side of the road somewhere. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Take them to the pound. Let them. Let, Take them. Don't. So I, I would not be mad if it if her parent if her dad wasn't Luke. I wouldn't be mad at that. I'm just still puzzled because I sure. think I feel I still feel like the lightsaber is a key element. It is huge because obvious. Well, yep. That's what, that, I know. I, mean, I completely like agree. I said, the fact that the lightsaber is calling know for another year and a half. Right. So the fact that the lightsaber is calling to her is just like it's got it to be a something. To you. Yeah, it's got to be a bloodline. I just that, that's a weird. Sorry. Go ahead. No, you're fine. No, it's um, weird. I was just gonna say that's a weird thing that that happened. That whole like the lightsaber was calling to her like. I, the, I, I I just it's a weird um uh you know story mechanic to use you know just to get her to to have that lightsaber when I'm I'm okay with it because I think the whole the whole theory about this this next trilogy is basically the imbalance of the force and the force is like you know after the Clone Wars and all this Jedi died and then the, the evil empire was so strong and now that left. So it's kind of in a flux right now and that's why the Force is like reawakening. Uh, and JJ in the special features was talking about how it, the light side was reawakening in Rey and the dark side was also reawakening in Kylo. So it's like, it's it, it's doing stuff that maybe it never happened before. Like stuff that never happened before. Why? Because it's in such a flux right now, and it's okay. being being weird, and yeah, that's why right, you know that. there's like premonitions and the, the lightsabers talking shit. Ray, pick me up, and <laughs> you know, but it's like shit that we've never seen before. But it's okay because the force itself, they they treat it like the force itself is a character, and it's got emotions, and like shit True. hit the fan, and emotions. it's like emotions, but. Yeah, so that's kind of what where I'm coming from. That it's okay that, that we sense. this, this no, weird shit's happening. I like that. You know what I just thought that's of? Like, does if you're force sensitive and you pick up a Jedi's lightsaber, do you feel anything from that? That's Cold. what I mean. Like, like Luke Skywalker picked it up. You know, he was like Obi Wan handed it to him, picked it. You know, out of a little 
dirty old box and handed it to him. Nothing happened. He didn't have any flashbacks. He didn't, you know, uh, collapse or anything like that. That's a good so, point too. Whoa, That's a very good point. I got, I got the answer. Actually, I uh, got the answer. Lay it oh, on me. <laughs> so during Ray's premonition, when when the thing was in the the dirty old box, it was Jedi masters talking to her if you didn't hear it yoda says something and to Obi-Wan. her and obi-wan says several things to her right yeah. so maybe it's <laughs> well maybe it's less the the force doing it but the old jedi masters were hanging around and like dude that's her we need to like set up this you know video recording like hey you should probably take this shit and uh, Got a live webinar as soon as the jedi picks up this fucking lightsaber right, right. just uh yeah convince her to join the force cult but the then, force like, cult then uh maz has to convince her as well. Like she still doesn't, it's just like, why couldn't Maz just be like, Hey, just, you know, I, I don't, there was something, there's something off about it, but I mean, I, I love Maz Kanata's character. I totally, totally do. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, especially watching it more and more, you know, I, I totally dig that character. Um, there's a I, lot I, more behind her too. That, yeah. That we and don't like, know I want to know more. I want to know more about her too. Like she's, I, I know she's sort of a Yoda character, and just like Yoda, I want to know more about her as well. Like, I, I think she was really well done and, and just as intriguing a character as, as Yoda was. I mean, maybe not as wise in her ways, but... Well, I, I think maybe she was because she talks about, you know, I know the Force. Yeah. But the fact that she stayed neutral the for a thousand years, she wasn't a Sith and she wasn't a Jedi. Mm-hmm. So she just kind of ran a goddamn cantina and talk people into buying more drinks that's fine <laughs> but she kind of just stayed neutral she wasn't getting involved yeah. in the crazy religion that the jedi are doing and she's not going to go kill people because she's pissed off at the world so she's just going to run her business and be wise which is awesome because i want to know what she was doing during the clone wars probably profiting and i also want to know if there's like i wonder if they would pull some crazy ass like eu story where someone from the Jedi Council knows Maz and goes to her for advice. You know, like if Mace Windu leaves Coruscant and goes like, Maz, you know, Yoda's getting old. All these other Padawans are super young and reckless. Anakin's about to kill some kids. What should I do? God, that would be cool. I would love <laughs> to see some like <laughs> some tie-in cool. like that. That'd be awesome. Yeah. But it's also interesting. So my crazy theory that she's force sensitive she's probably known in the in the amongst the ranks of the jedi at least a few people but that she realized i don't know how she came across but anakin's lightsaber meant something there was a, an immense power with it and she knew the responsibility about it so she when she found it however she found it she took it and hid that shit away she's like yeah. if someone if the wrong person got a hold of that shit's going down. more children are dying in the jedi council <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the thing is, the thing is too, like I thought I was thinking of, you know, just thinking about it, like, okay, well, when Luke was given the lightsaber in episode four, like he, you know, maybe not as much as had happened with it, but a lot had happened with it. And it still didn't, um, have the same effect on him as it did on, on Ray. Um, well, cause episode I mean, four was the first movie. They didn't realize yeah, a lot of shit had happened. Yet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, that, that's very true. That's a good point. Um, you know, so you, you don't get a, that history behind it. And I like, uh, you know, the point you brought up about, you know, that the balance in the force and it needs to find some way to to make a connection with her. And, and uh, that's a, it, it's a really good point. I mean, um, it makes more sense that way, you know, rather than just being random calling to, to whoever would pick it up. 
<laughs> what kind of crazy drunk Jedi voicemail? <laughs> Jedi voicemail that came with this goddamn thing. <laughs> well, who knows? Maybe the lightsaber butt dial. Somebody, you know. <laughs> the lightsaber butt dial. <laughs> Is this long distance? Who's a fuck paying for this? Awesome. <laughs> so, all right. So, Ray talked about her. The other giant fan theory that's circling around is about Supreme Leader Snoke and who he is. Uh, I'm no, not Darth Plagueis. Nope. Any particular reason? Just just because he was mentioned in, in episode three doesn't mean that like that has to be they haven't brought anything so far from the prequels into these movies, other than the mentioning of like a clone army and uh, there was one other little reference, but it was so tiny and insignificant that it didn't even matter. Yeah. And it wasn't they even were, like blackballing the prequels. Well, they didn't even like hard reference the uh, the clone army oh, or clone wars. They no. just said, "Hey, maybe we should perhaps be- you should have a clone yeah. or something." And that was it. Yeah, it is. I'm kind of wishy washy with it because I don't think the prequels were as bad as people say they were. No, and there's a lot of good content in there, but the I think it makes sense now because we're so far in the future. We're like 80, 100 years beyond that. Yeah. No, we're about 70. About 70 years. Yeah. But that's like that's like two full generations have been born. Like, people don't know what the hell the Clone Wars were. It's like well, us talking about World War One. Like, yeah, it happened. It was, it was in a history book. Fuck yeah. Like, who knows? But it's just like, yeah, that ancient, it probably didn't even happen. Like, the Holocaust, it's fake. <laughs> it probably like, didn't even happen. But that's what, well, that's, I'm trying to understand, like, the, the thought process of the people in, 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 uh, yeah, yeah. in Force Awakens. Like, Jedi's, that's fake. Fuck that. Say real? Wizards? Wizards? around? <laughs> Which is just a crazy old man. So who do you, if you had to pull an old character into being Supreme, Supreme Leader Sloke, Sloke, (laughs) would you at all, if anyone, or you just think he's a brand new guy? I think he's a brand new guy and I hope he is. I just want him to be um, just a new character. We've gotten new characters with references back to the old ones with having Han and Leia in there and C-3PO and R2-D2 and Luke Skywalker. The gang's all back. True. But, you know, why would it have to be somebody we already know? You know, like it, it, it nothing ever says that he's a Sith and he's just, True. you know, pull, he's pulling the strings a little bit. True. But, um, That's a good point. Is, they have, they have the old cast back. They don't need to reach for old characters to kind of revitalize. They can feel free to do what they want. The only issue is, and he doesn't ever say Sith. He looks, well, the Sith died. I think that's been canonized that the Sith are no longer. Darth Vader and I mean it was the rule of two. Yeah, I know. It was the rule of two and both of them died. They both cheated on that shit, but yeah. (laughs) Well, true. (laughs) Actually, that was the EU and now it's not canon, so they didn't. They Uh, didn't truly cheat because there was only the Emperor truly only had one apprentice, and that was Anakin. Well they he he used Maul. Maul died. Whatever. Uh, Darth Tyrannus, Dooku, died. He was doing his own thing anyway. Well, right. But he, yeah. he was being trained, but he died. Then Anakin. And even with, if you had Dark Jedi that he's... Because in, in some of the books, the Emperor tests Darth Vader with like... Sidious will train like 10 Dark Jedi with lightsabers and say, Hey, go attack Vader. Try to kill him. And if, <laughs> Make you know, sure he's up to the task. Well, right. Just yeah. one, to, to test Vader. And two, if Vader dies, well, then I'm taking one of you guys because you're clearly stronger than him. So it's it's been the rule of two. I got you. The rule of two Makes died. Sense. The Sith died. 
the Jedi Council died. All the Jedi Archives died. We are starting the Force is fucking brand new again. No yeah. one knows a, a thing. All the intelligence, all the thousands of years of studies burned to the ground, gone. No one knows a damn Just thing. awakened in Kylo f- and Rey. Yeah. So it's... Well, I mean, Maz and Leia still have the Force. They're still Force-sensitive walking around. So I Yeah, mean, but Leia's never really done anything used, with it, you Yeah, know? they're not... You're not doing anything with it. Leia so. is more of like she can. She has. He's overly sensitive to people's feelings and emotions. She can tell when something's wrong. You know. She can. She's never really, really used it. I would say. Yeah. Yeah. And then Maz, <laughs> we don't really know about her. I'm so yeah. excited. Why couldn't Maz just say, you know, Han was like, "Where'd you get that lightsaber?" She's like, two more minutes." Yeah. Oh, down the street. <laughs> bought it. Janitor, <laughs> janitor on Cloud City. He found it. He dropped it off. <laughs> I paid him a couple hundred bucks for it, yeah. and it was nothing. It's no big deal. He was at the bottom of the, the that pit, um, best and sweeping the floor it. or something. <laughs> it dropped down for fifty years. I swept those floors, and then <laughs> a hand All came sudden, down. A hand and a lightsaber came down. <laughs> I don't know what to think of Give it. Hit me right in the head. Workers' comp put me out for a, about three weeks. God damn. <laughs> Lando's workers comp. All right. Uh, So what about, uh, real quick, uh, your thoughts on Rogue One trailer? Oh, yeah. Thanks for mentioning that. So Uh, excited. Astounding. The trailer was great. This is going to be the first movie that we've seen in the Star Wars universe that doesn't focus on Jedi. Mm -mm. It's going to be armies against armies it's going to be you know the struggle of normal people and they're they're supposed to they're they said Darth Vader's going to be in it but he's obviously not going to be like a main character but there's going to be you're going to see him probably on the battlefield in all of his what they say glory and violence it was some outrageous quote and it's just like holy shit but I think it's going to be but it's going to be from a third person view so they're going to just be fighting a war and they're going to look over and be like what the fuck is that and he's just going to be murdering 12 humans all at the same time and they're like we need to go the fucking other way hopefully but (laughs) but I'm excited because we've never really seen that very very human very very like it's going to be war it's not going to be Jedi's hitting each other with sticks you know it's going to be people are dying people are being murdered you know the rebellion isn't going to be as glory full, glorious, glorious <laughs> as we as we see it in the in the original trilogy. It's like, oh, these good guys are fighting for such, a, and we're going to see people being murdered on screen, yeah. and I love it. Next. I love that aspect of Star Wars that we don't see very often. The first part Star- of Kotor. Worst part? <laughs> the, the, the first part of Kotor. The first part of the Jedi Knight games where you don't have force powers. You're trying to make your way in the galaxy. You're trying to get by. You're in dingy cantinas, meeting up with bounty hunters, making deal like shit like that. I, I love the force, but all we see is that's all we really see. As There's the no main, other stories told. Yeah. yeah, exactly. In the main story. Yeah. So when, when we can break away from that for a bit and still have it tie into the main storyline, I think I'm really excited about that. I think it's just, gonna be cool. Just being a purist, uh, myself of the, you know, the original trilogy, seeing a movie in that time period was, it did my heart so proud. Like, oh, it yeah. was just like seeing the rebel, the, 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 the rebel, uh, uh, soldiers, you know, escorting her, uh, was that just seeing the helmets, that whole costume. I'm like, all right, yeah. we're back. The whole we're Yavin base. The Star yeah. Wars that I, that I grew up with, that I know and love, you know, it's not a new retelling of any story. It's not a, you know, um, 
uh, it, I mean, it's going to be a, a wild ride. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be awesome. And I was just being back in that time period was was enough for me to be like, I'm sold. I'm happy with this. Yes. Oh, so even very in, true to it. Oh, yeah. As well. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like even in a trailer, the two minute trailer that we got, it was it's, they stayed so true to what they they had done in the in the original trilogy, and yeah. they, you could see they did so much work to make sure everything was right. Because you, yeah. if you look in the background, you see like gonk droids and just shit that you're yeah. like. The more and more I watch this, the more and more I notice. Right. So you can tell they spent their time on it. And yeah, I, just, I mean they they even put the star destroyer that chased uh, down yeah. Leia's uh, um, uh, uh, blockade runner. It's in the it's in that scene where they're putting the the you know the the cannon into the star destroyer. It's like front and center. It's like yeah. that is freaking awesome. What a great attention to detail. That was so uh, you know it's nice that they're they're taking that time to make sure it's right. You yes. Know? And I was just thinking of you know you mentioned earlier the force is gone pretty much. There's Vader. There's Palpatine. Luke is doesn't know what's happening yet. At this time. He's not even a part of it, anything. So what yeah. Star Wars means when there's only two Force users that we know of is so much bigger than the Force. Well, there's it's four. There's the force. Well, there's four Force users. I mean, still, Obi-Wan and Yoda are still alive during that time. But but it's not about the Force at that point. It's about the Obi-Wan's galaxy. Obi-Wan's doing nothing. It's about Yoda's the galaxy. Doing no- Yoda's tripping on mushrooms the whole time. <laughs> like, it's not about that. And we in the movie, like, as, as good as A New Hope is, it made it about Luke. Because he's the main yeah. character, and that's great. But when there's only a dozen, maybe four sensitive people in the galaxy at that point, that's not the main thing that's going on. So it's cool to step back, the same timeline, the same era, and see all the other stuff that you know that we didn't really get to notice in A New Hope. Well, we're gonna going see the, the we're gonna time. see the background and the building yeah. of the rebellion. Exactly. Yeah. So that's and it's such a prominent thing that's in Can't four, wait. five, and six. So. Can't wait. Yeah, I'm truly excited. <laughs> it might be far away my either. favorite. It might be my favorite. It might be my I'm favorite. I'm highly anticipated, but the fact that it's totally different than the other seven movies. Woo. Yeah, they're going to, they're really going to, because they're, it's, yep. Yep. So excited. <laughs> I really, it's, it's hard to put it into words. I'm really like, speechless well, with, yes. with that. Yeah. I, and they're, I, they have, I, I watched that thing like four times in a row just because I was yes. so excited. I was so like, it, it was just, it was a happy moment. Oh, yes. <laughs> and every, every time you watch, you took off an article of clothing and you just, <laughs> yeah. you were sitting in a sticky beanbag chair by the fifth trailer watching. <laughs> Cheeto dust on you. You're like, what the hell happened? Yeah. <laughs> Where are my pants? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's amazing. I don't care. I'm watching it again. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Yeah, we are truly excited. And even beyond Rogue One, you know, Han Solo movie, done. Done, done. Like, I love it already, and I, they haven't even, even thought about it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've just, I've been waiting for stuff like this, and, you know, we gripe as much as the next fanboy about cancellation of some of the expanded universe stuff, but they had to make room. You're going to get, you're going to get more movies. You're going to get more movies that aren't Skywalker trilogies. Right. You're going to get backstory of characters in brand new movies that are a hell of a lot more difficult to make and produce than novels. So, yeah. so with these just, at a point they had to make room for it. Right. So I'm getting less and less offended. Well, we're finally going to get a star <laughs> Wars movie that has a beginning and an end. And yeah. while, while the galaxy might still keep going on, they're going to say, you know, this is this character. They have to do this. And they did it done. Another movie on to episode four. 
Yeah. yeah. Well, on, instead of like every episode, there's always a cliffhangers and what happens and blah, blah. It's just like, no, let's just let's, let's end a character. Let's stop here yeah. and then do something else again. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's going to take a little a little time to get used to uh, seeing some of these stories because, you know, uh, for the longest time, George Lucas was, you know, held these movies with such a tight uh, fist. And, you know, we only got a movie every three years, if that. And then there was, you know, long space time before he revisited, you know, the this, this, this storyline. So um, the fact that we're... That this is getting fleshed out. It's going to, like, like I said, it's just going to take a little while to get used to because, you know, somebody else telling these stories. Uh, but after seeing the Rogue One thing, I'm sold. I'm convinced that, yeah. that I'm, I'm okay with it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I mean, I know George started the whole thing, but I think it's a mistake to keep it so tightly under wraps. I think, yeah. I think when you create something, I feel like if it's that important that outside influences can be can make it better as opposed yeah. to, you know, yeah. I feel like he was trying to be so protective over it. And then we got to the prequel era where, you know, he finally decided to make more star Wars movies, but I'm going to be in control of everything. Right. Yeah. And yeah. that's, I think that's what made them, made them bad in, in people's eyes. Well, it was, it got to the point, you know, the more Lucas tightened his grip, the more movies slipped through his fingers. <laughs> so, <laughs> and on that note, and on that note, we we uh, I think we're gonna end here. Well, this is great. We're gonna have you have you back on uh, tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow morning, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm not gonna sleep. I'm just gonna be up all night thinking about Star Wars theories. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna listen to the soundtracks a few hundred more times, and then uh, yes. That has been something that I have had the soundtrack in my CD player yes. for like a month straight. Right I, now. And actually, I was worried for a while uh, about John Williams. He is 83, I think they said. I was worried about him being able to finish this new trilogy. But when I saw the special features for episode seven, he seems as lively and like playful as ever. Yeah, he's just as spry, it seems like, as, as he ever was. And, yeah. Um, I, I wasn't. I mean, like the like the movie. It took. A, I mean, I'm, I'm a huge uh, soundtrack uh, collector, um, and you know, the Star Wars soundtracks is something I've had since I was, you know, since the movies. I had, you know, I had them on vinyl and everything. And it's uh, the new movie, like the set, the soundtrack, like the new movie. It was. It took a little time for me to get used to. Um, I agree. Yeah. But it, it's some. Sometimes it sounds a little too Harry Potter. Other times it sounds God. a little. Too, Everybody has said that, and I completely agree. I wanted to just like, I was like, no, put your goddamn wizard stick down. No, no. It sounded a little too magical sometimes. Yes, a lot. And then a little too Raiders of the Lost Ark. Another like the 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 First Order theme song sounds a little too Raiders of the Lost Ark for me. I still like I like episode the soundtrack for episode one. You go back and you just listen to it, just. Take it out of context and, and just listen shit. to the soundtrack. Yes. It's thank so you. good. The droid army. We try to tell people, yes. like, just yes. forget about Jar Jar for a second and watch the yeah, movie. Exactly. It's really good. Movie, the soundtrack, the graphics. It's I have good. Happy, I have happy memories of, of episode one. Um, I mean, regardless of the, 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 the shit that it brought with it, um, I, I enjoyed it. I hated episode yes. two, but, you know, episode three sort of brought me back um but the soundtracks for those still were so strong and so good i felt like this one it was all right it was good it was good it was good the soundtrack's still growing on me but i missed well yeah 
it's the soundtrack overall is good. The whole thing is great. I'm missing a Poe theme. I'm yeah. missing a Finn theme. I'm missing a Resistance theme. But other than that, I mean, I love the soundtrack as it is. I just feel like why didn't those happen? I love Ray's yeah. theme. Ray's theme is amazing. I love Ray's theme. Kylo's I, few note again, motive is amazing. Growing on me, growing on me. Yeah. Like like the like the character. I was like, okay. I, I went. I, I was watching the movie and I was listening to the soundtrack. It's not not the you know the, the CD or anything, but you know, watching it uh, together. And it was like, okay, it does make sense. I do like it. You know, I don't know if it's a, one of my favorite tracks ever. Yeah, but um, it fits. I think the one of the the big differences between the the soundtracks like in Force Awakens and the soundtrack in like say Episode One is there's war, all out war going on yeah. it, out in Episode One, so it can just be like a lot of horns, a lot of like brass, and it's just it's tight and it's quick, yeah. and then you get to like racing, it's just like. Ah. Yeah. hammered yeah. on a like, desert island. You like. compare that if you compare that to Luke's theme or or uh, Leia's Princess Leia's uh, uh, song, it doesn't hold. It doesn't stand. Uh, it doesn't stand up to either one of those at all. Like Ray's theme is is kind of weak, and but you listen to Princess Leia's theme and and, and Luke's, it's iconic and you know it right away and it, it's it's i mean duel the fate yeah but we also have been listening to luke and leia's themes for 30 40 years duel the fate <laughs> battle the heroes all day that's what i want i'm a big yeah. fan of of ray's theme especially after hearing john williams talk about it and he he expressly said that it's you know it's light-hearted enough because of who ray is but it's also strong at its core because of who she is so I what think does that, that even mean? I think that it's lighthearted <laughs> melody, but it's also it's also strong. There's I, still, I, I, there's I, sounds in it because she's a character, and there's more sounds uh, because a character lives. I'm still trying to find the, the strength in that particular uh, theme, but I can hear the right. lightheartedness for sure. Well, there's let's nothing, reconvene in ten years when it's one of the <laughs> right. most recognized themes of the of the trilogy there's or the saga. There's nothing beating <laughs> Duel the Fates, Duel the Fates, and Battle of the Heroes. All, I mean, it gives me goosebumps. I don't even have to be watching the film. I just listen to it. I'm just like, yeah. someone's dying today. Like, I get so excited. Oh, love it. It's so epic. He's such a good writer. He's I love best. it. He's absolutely the best. <clears throat> all, all, it's all of his stuff. Even his stuff with uh, uh, yes, Harry Potter. Her- yeah. Everything he's ever written is fucking genius. Yep. So uh, he's amazing. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna be interviewing uh, Hans him Zimmer, next. Hans Zimmer's hot on <laughs> yeah. his heels too. So, mm. uh, well, you said you're a soundtrack buff. Really quick, I oh, guess yeah. before we close, I know I've said that about ten times by now. But <laughs> uh, what do you think about the Batman vs Superman score? Because I've heard I've heard exactly like the movie. I've heard I hated it or I loved it. I tolerated it. Oh, <laughs> it, this is oh, <clears throat> I think all three of us. Well, you've seen it twice. I've seen it twice. I've I listened to the soundtrack. I a need lot. to see it again because I yeah. was the the movie started off extremely slow and I was kind of confused and it just wouldn't get going. And I just need to. It's one of those movies that I'm going to need to buy and dissect for like a yeah. week straight. I'll watch yeah. it every night and just kind of dissect it. So yep. I it's hard hard to say. I got you. You know, sometimes the collaborations uh, can muddle things up in, in soundtracks. I feel like, you know, was with, that a collaboration? With, yes. Yeah. Junkie XL and, and Hans Zimmer. Okay. I think and, in this case he needed to do it though, because he had just recently done dark Knight trilogy. 
Yeah. And if he had approached it in the same way, it would not have felt like a different Batman. So I think I think in that in that light, he he kind of needed someone else there with him in order to. Well, he needed to change something to up. change it up. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he hired that drunk violinist for the dark. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just uh, we'll just do that for a half hour. <laughs> <laughs> it, I do I do absolutely that's love so it, but, <laughs> but that's, that's about funny. what it was. So oh, the Joker's in this one. <laughs> Perfect, <laughs> maniac. That's all you needed. Perfect. I loved it. Uh, give me, give me a couple soundtracks that you absolutely love. Uh, the Mad Max Fury Road one is one of my favorite recent soundtracks. Still haven't seen that. Uh, Predator soundtrack is is oh, one wow. of my favorites. Um, uh, the Shadow, uh, the expanded Shadow soundtrack uh, from the '96 movie, so good. You know Jerry Goldsmith. Um, it. it, it Oh my gosh, there's there's a there's a lot, but those are some of my favorites. I mean, besides Star Wars soundtracks, Dazed and Confused soundtrack. Yeah. <laughs> That's one of the best soundtracks. <laughs> Absolutely love it. But yeah. What do you I mean, what do you think, Commander? What what is one of your favorites outside of Star Wars realm? Outside of Star Wars, uh, obviously, I can't discount Lord of the Rings. Yeah, absolute genius. Um, I do love the Dark Knight. Um, I've the more I listen to Hans, I'm actually. I hate to I hate to say that I like the Dark Knight less. It's still a great soundtrack, but the more I listen to Hans, I know what he is pushing towards and what he's more capable of. And when he gets to stuff like Interstellar and now Batman versus Superman, I feel like half the people don't like it at first because we're going in a totally new direction and people need to adjust to that. Right. Like yeah. I love the the Interstellar soundtrack. I, the first time I heard it, I hated it, and then I started. I saw it a few <clears> more times. I started listening to it, and I was like, I realized where it's pushing, and it's just because it's it's different. It's going a totally different direction. So, I feel like, but I feel like a lot of the soundtracks are doing that now, especially with those like sort of action movies where they they yeah. Most of the soundtrack is you know created uh, synthetically. You know, it's just like. Uh, I hate to say, but like, is on a keyboard, and it's not. Um, uh, I, I miss the orchestra. I miss like, like that's why I, I like you know the classics. I love uh, Michael Giacchino. He's he keeps it real with you know a whole symphony, and um, he you know with his themes and stuff. I, I loved his Star Trek soundtrack. It's the the theme for the um, for the Romulans was awesome. It was just such a, uh, such a great score. And that's what I thought for sure. I mean, aside from his, um, uh, Medal of Honor soundtracks, which are amazing. Like if you haven't heard the Medal of Honor soundtracks, uh, from, from his world, the World War II Medal of Honors, you should check those out. They're so good. That's I, when I heard those, I was like, this guy could be doing Star Wars soundtracks, you know? Mm. Um, but I just feel like there's there's a a, a trend towards just you know, um, the, I'm sure it, it has a lot to do with the ease of creating the soundtracks and stuff. But you know, just creating it in a studio and um, you know with a few keyboards and that's it. But I, I and again, I'm probably very wrong about that. I know that. <laughs> well, it's a, it's a blend. <laughs> you know, to- it's the 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 goal for most of these guys is to to not waste anyone's time in terms of trying to get this stuff written. Yeah. So when I'm trying to come up with ideas, I don't want to spend eight weeks with an orchestra (laughs) spending $100,000 per session and trying to, you know, just trying to figure stuff out. So a lot of the stuff gets written 
in the studio. And then now that we have everything done, okay, let's go to a symphony orchestra for three days and get the whole score pumped out, which is cool. But, um, but yeah, it's an, it's a really intense process. But yeah, that, that Mad Max Fury Road soundtrack is so good. It's so Mm -hmm. hard. I still haven't seen it. I know that's on my list. What? It's on my, it's on my yeah. shorts. It's on my list for very what? soon. So I know. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my god. You guys. Um, you guys. <laughs> Mass Effect is way up there for me. I'm gonna give two, and one of them is The Dark Knight. It is very iconic. It is, and it was. It had like a bone chilling aspect to it that it was so different. Yeah, and I loved it. And I'm gonna go out on a limb and say uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. It's not yeah. a limb at all. Because no, that was like for the movie, it perfect. was perfect. That's what Hans does, man. Oh, it's so good. Well, that one was uh, Brian Tyler, I think. Uh, depends on which one. No, no, first no, no. Two uh, were Hans. Um, are you talking about which which Pirates of the Caribbean are you talking about? The first I mean, one? M- most notably the first one. Yeah. yeah Hans did the first two. No, it's not Brian Tyler. Hold on. I have it here. It's uh... <laughs> We know. You have it ready. The internet. I know Hans did at least the first two. He might have done more. Um, Elder Scrolls, Oblivion, Kotor. and Skyrim. That's also that's the same guy. That's the same guy, Jeremy Soul. Yeah, Jeremy Soul is a genius. <laughs> Jeremy Soul is an absolute genius. I loved Oblivion and Skyrim. Um, he set the tone a hundred percent. The the track so listening to it alone makes me feel like I'm wandering around freaking Skyrim. Hunting, uh, so so the original dragons. So the original Pirates of the Caribbean was Klaus Bedelt. But which one are you talking about? The Johnny Depp one. First. Oh yeah, I'm definitely talking yeah. about the Johnny Depp one. The first one. Yeah. 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 That was Johnny Depp and Klaus Bedelt. Well, Klaus Bedelt did the the soundtrack for that one. Hans Zimmer didn't come on until uh, the second. Ah, shit. All right. Well, cool. <laughs> Damn. You just got served, sucker! It happens. <laughs> We're learning well, shit today. <laughs> there's some, there's, I mean, they're all good soundtracks. I, I have, you know, all three of them and uh, they're, I love the first one, especially again, but because when that movie came out, it was unlike anything we had seen yet. It was, it, you know. Especially uh, from Disney. Uh, yeah. a movie yeah. that dark and that yeah. epic from Disney. Yeah. And then when when it was when Disney bought Star Wars, I like we were we all had our questions and our doubts, but it was just like, but look, they're getting dark with this shit. It's and it's great and they can do it. Yeah. So uh, yeah, and they we've there's so much coming out. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> so on on an ending note, yes, on that note. On an ending note, <laughs> Give me what's your most um, rank your Star Wars movies and fuck that. What? What's what's your most? <laughs> what are you most excited to see within uh, the next year? All right, movie wise. Let's say outside of Rogue One. Outside of Rogue One, Suicide Squad. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Especially I, with that. I'm not. I'm not a DC fan by any stretch of the imagination. But damn it, that <laughs> one actually looks really compelling and intriguing, and I'm. I, I, I watch those those trailers every time. Whenever they release a new one, I'm I'm glued to that screen because yeah. it looks cool. Like oh, it I, just looks fun movie. Absolutely, and that's another one that the more and more I, I watch it, I end up with no more no pants on again because of because <laughs> of Harley Quinn. What are you doing? I love it. Oh, God yeah. damn. 
lot of fanboys hit the floor with that yes. <laughs> with that last trailer. Yes, <laughs> that's true. Awesome. I think I, I would cool. I would uh, see. I I'm more of a DC fan, and I I have my questions and my doubts about Suicide Squad. I don't know much about it, um, so I'm actually looking forward to uh, Civil War. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm going Civil War too. I've been a big uh, Marvel fan ever since Iron Man. Oh uh, yeah. Like we said, we're not huge into the comics, so once the whole movie cinematic universe launched with Iron Man, I've been a big fan since then. I've loved the Avengers so far, and I'm excited to see that it's crazy that in the Captain America movie we're getting more characters than in the Avengers movie. Because <laughs> they're throwing they've got Black Panthers added in and Spider Man is added in. Spider Man in the Marvel Cinematic Universe finally. Ant Man. They finally yeah, get Spider Man. No, they finally get to do Spider-Man. Right. Paul Rudd fights <laughs> they a war. Finally get to do they, Spider-Man. What more do you need? You the have Paul Rudd in the Marvel MCU oh, now. You don't need anything else. He's one. Of, you just add him into I'm anything, so and it's, it's, it's <laughs> I'm waiting for Guardians of the Galaxy to pop into that shit too. I'm actually oh, really, really God, excited. It's just ab- gonna get. What happened? You, you. <laughs> no, I'm really, really excited about uh, Doctor Strange too. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not, not a huge. Really. Uh, well, the, the, <laughs> I'm bored with that. The only the, well, it's perfect timing for me because I just read the Doctor Strange uh, origin story, the comic, okay, that would make and sense. that's exactly what the movie's about. So, like, I go. had a that very, works. very recent reference. So, um, but I also felt that way about Ant Man when I first saw that. I, I was didn't like, know eh, anything. No, I, I didn't don't know. know, but that it made me a believer. So true. Yeah, I'm not going to discount the movie. Until we were see so it. ignorant before because we didn't even know Ant-Man existed. And I think we even said on the podcast at one time, we're Fucker like, well, okay. turns into an ant. He, oh, great. great. He, he just gets small. <laughs> Perfect. He's an idiot. Gone. <laughs> but it was cool how, the, you know, someone would go to punch me, be like, small bitch, I'm, I'm missing. I'm gone. <laughs> and then he'd get big again and punch you back. You're like, what the? F-? He's and like, I love Paul Rudd. So yeah, it was He's a, hilarious. It was no awesome. Uh, Team Iron Man or Team Cap? Iron Man. Come on. Iron Man. Who Iron the Man. fuck? Who Ant the hell Man's likes on Team Cap? So who who likes I'm Captain just, I'm America? I'm just making sure. I hate Captain America. <laughs> Actually, no. He's I the Superman of uh, of Marvel. No, like, he's not. No, he's, no, he's not power wise. But he's just like, yay! Gotta do the right thing, guys. <laughs> he's such a goody two shoes. I know. I he it. has no conflict of like morals at all. He's yeah. He's a freedom bitch. All right, guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right. If we do one last thing again, we're just gonna keep going on for hours and hours. So yeah, that's it. I so, think it's time we sorry, close this sorry. shit down. No, it's it's more it's mostly our fault. So no, and it's, and this obviously lends itself to a part two uh, next time you're available. So absolutely, yeah. yeah who's Danny to. Beck's parents? We don't know. Maybe it's Ray. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's Ray. <laughs> awesome. Well, we want to thank uh, Danny for coming on. You want to uh, one last time, Danny Beck Art on Instagram. Yeah, Danny Beck Art on Instagram and it on, on Twitter. Um, Facebook is also Danny Beck Art. And then just dannybeck.com is my website. It's a little out of date, but I keep all of my newest stuff on uh, Instagram. So. so you nerds, make sure you go check that shit out. Now, you said you don't or you do do uh, commission work? I occasionally do. So if you're okay. real special, he might or you pick got you a up. Big, big <laughs> check. <Pocketbook. laughs> big <Yeah>. check. <laughs> it's just tough. It's tough to do like with, with my personal projects and work stuff. You of know, course. by the time I get home, it's just a uh, time to relax. So if you if you request a Darth Vader commission, I'm sure he'll take you up on your offer, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so anything Darth Vader, I'll draw it. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Thank you so much, man. Really appreciate it. Thank you guys. It was really, it was so much fun. I, I, I'm, I was happy to be on and would have to be, would, would love to be on again. So of course, stay tuned for part two. <laughs> <laughs>